This episode is brought to you by Netflix. Hold your carriage horses and tighten those corsets. Bridgerton is back. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Has Penelope truly pushed aside her feelings for Colin? Will Colin realize his feelings before another suitor takes Penelope's hand? And will Penelope's secret identity as famed gossip writer Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? This gentle reader can't wait to find out. Watch part one of Bridgerton now, only on Netflix. Hello and welcome back to the UF podcast. I'm Jordana Abraham. And I am Jared Freed. It is so good to be back here with you, Jordana. How are you? What's going on? How's LIC? Things are good. Yeah. The car life. It's uh it's very exciting. How's the car life? Over. Is is it has it changed the dynamic of your relationship at all? It just feels more free. Mm. It's very exciting. Easier to get away. Yeah, especially in the summer. I guess we'll see how it how it pans out. But um, into it, yeah. How about you? How's life in <laughs> How's Florida? Life? I see you're in Florida. I, I'm in Boca. Uh, I'm coming back uh, to the New York tomorrow. Um, life is okay. Life is different. Obviously, um, we're heading into the summer, and it's um, you know it's it's been weird. You know, any change is weird. Um, it's been nice to be here with family, but it's um. You know, definitely been different. You know, you're getting used to a new schedule, different things. I'm, I, I live in a new apartment now, so that, that's all happening. Yeah. And it's uh, definitely... It's almost, must be a lot of radical change for you. I mean, the, you're also not in a relationship anymore, so I feel like that probably adds another dynamic to the opening up. Well, that like, just adds a dynamic world. to the just changes in general, like things yeah. you're used to, things you're not used to. Um, You know... I haven't been really sleeping a lot. Like I just like ha- in general and like I think New York, like you come back to the city, like I'm doing shows at night, all the clubs are open again. So I'm back to that kind of schedule and I'm trying to just get used to like switching into that mode while also, you know, being in a mode where you're like, you know, you're out at bars alone, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I don't know. It's like a, it's a weird thing. I, I mean, I, I don't it's know. A lifestyle change for sure. It's definitely I mean, a lifestyle change for sure. Yeah. Even in a relationship, it's weird to go like no plans ever at any weekends at all. And now it's like my whole social calendar is like booked. It's like a little overwhelming almost. Um, it's definitely overwhelming. I feel like I built a lot of like these really healthy routines into like my pandemic life <laughs> that I now like no longer have time for. Yeah. So it's like I, a I, shift in that. You know what I mean? Like now I'm having fun, but being less healthy. Well, that's the thing with with sleeping is that I'm trying to add in. I'm trying to keep the lifestyle that I've built during a pandemic and also add in the old lifestyle that I was, you know, kind of doing before shit hit the fan. So it's like you're out until like one in the morning doing shows. Then I'm like, okay, I'm up at 830 to do my workout. And it's like uh, by 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 like between three worlds. Exactly. And three days into that, you're like, I cannot, my body can't do this. Like, this is insane. So it's nice to come back here to Boca because like I'm sitting here in like, you know, retirement community land, you know, not drinking and kind of trying to reset a little bit. But I have to kind of come to terms with like what you want. But I also like, it is exciting that this summer's happening. I mean, I mentioned this. um, I've kind of come up with this, like this idea that this is IRL summer. We were talking about that yes. in real life summer. Like I am noticing in my go because I'm out every night. So like not because like for work, but not because I'm like, 
you know, just hanging in a bar in the dark, you know, like I'm, I'm well, at a show. You're doing some of that too. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing some of that too. I, like, you can find me, you know, along Hudson Street in the West Village, just kind of <laughs> sitting there staring at my phone while drinking a martini. But I, I, but I will say like, it does feel like people are more open to the in real life meeting. Me, uh, the Totally. And, and, and the other thing is we all have this thing in common of like, what did you do during the pandemic? You could say that to anybody. You could talk that out. I had a guest on my podcast who mentioned that uh, on, on my other podcast be, who talked about like, we all have this thing in common, whether you had a bad, you had a good, whether you didn't really feel it at all. You can kind of talk about your summer vacation. This does feel like sibl- I tweeted this weeks ago, but it feels like syllabus week, like orientation week. How was your summer vacation? It feels what weird, did you yeah. do? Where did Maybe. you go? So you do have things to talk about with people. If you're listening right now, like, and you're like, I don't know. Everyone's talking about like, oh, everyone's going out and being crazy. You can talk to people. You have something to talk about. Totally. And I felt that like, I mean, we had a batches happy hour. You were, you were, mm-hmm. you were there. It's like weird. You kind of, but it's nice. You kind of like, oh, like we have a lot, we have a lot to talk about. Like, I don't, yeah. it's like not like it was pre pandemic where I see you every single day in the office. Um, totally. It was really and, and nice. That's yeah. with someone you knew from work. That's someone you just met off the street. That's with someone you've known for 100 years. You have something to talk about. I think everyone needs to get in the land of positivity. It's IRL summer. You can meet pe- The apps are a part of this equation as they've always been. But I think we're putting them away. I, I think it's, uh, you know, we're done talking through, you know, the machines. Let's start being real social people. We don't need to be Mark Zuckerberg. We can be a real stud. IRL summer. Let us know if you'd buy that on a t-shirt or a hat or something. Uh, IRL summer. <laughs> yeah, that's a hat. That's a t-shirt. We, uh, we'll poll. We got to poll the audience, Maddie. We'll poll maybe. the audience on the UUP uh, pod Instagram. Uh, what's going on at Betches? We, we, we have a very so, special guest at the end of the show, right? We have a great guest, Dylan Hafer, who, you know, does all of our pop culture content. He already co-hosts the Bravo by Betches podcast, and he knows all he's like the pop culture expert. So he's going to come on. He's going to play some Red Flag or Deal Breaker with us at the end of this episode. I'm looking forward to it. He's so funny, and I think it's going to be like very entertaining. And as a podcast consumer myself, a podcast creator, you and I, uh, a podcast enthusiast, I love the idea of this show. I, I have to say, people need to subscribe to it. Um, it's called Pop Alarm. It's five minutes. It's all of the essential pop culture news you need every day. It's quick. It gives you a five-minute break from all the other annoying shit that you have to do during the day. Listen to it. It's fun news. It's the be- it's the Ben Affleck news. It's the Friends reunion news. It's the news that's like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not going to... It's not about anything that's really changing intensely <laughs> in the world, but it's just some fun, gossipy, it's- fun shit. You know? It's the ultimate put your brain on the shelf podcast. We say that about this show, but five minutes with your coffee. I'm subscribed. I, I'm already involved. As am I. So I'm a fan. So I think anyone listening here, what a what a gift Betches is giving you. A five minute podcast. Cause I have as a podcast listener, I'm like, oh, Tuesday, I have nothing. I have to like start going into the backlogs to find something to listen to. This is a great way to start your day. I would I would I would encourage people. Totally agree. What what do you have going on? I'm over in- all over this great nation. I got shows. Over at Jared uh, Media. <laughs> Jared Media. J Train Media is uh turning up. I am gonna be okay, this was a late booking. Tacoma, Washington. Tacoma, Washington. Come. I love Tacoma. I've been there before as 
I, strange as that is for me to even hear myself say. Um, I'm going to be in Tacoma, Washington this weekend. Seattle, Tacoma, that whole area. Bring the group chat. That club is a lot of fun. Tacoma Comedy Club. I'm also going to be in Red Bank, New Jersey. I'm going to be doing a one-night show on the 27th. And then Bridgeport, Connecticut, Atlantic City, Richmond, Virginia, Comics, uh, Mohegan Sun, Magoobies, Jordana's favorite in Baltimore. Uh, I'm doing doing a week in Chicago, already sold out the whole week. Um, And then D.C., Gotham, and New York, Austin, Boston, Dallas, New Jersey again, Buffalo. So it's all coming up. JaredFree.com, JaredFree.com, JaredFree.com. Let's do today's email. I, I I think this is worth getting right into, right? Yeah, let's do it. It's about a breakup contract. All right, I'm going to read the email, and we can go. We don't have to go over the whole contract, but we can, you know, the, the contract's the absolutely wild. But I, I, it's dense. this guy. <laughs> I mean, it's dense. You had to have known it was coming. Dating like this is from a very specific type of person. Yes. Right. Okay. Yes. Okay. Hi, Jared and Jordana. First of all, love your podcast. My sister recently received this document from her boyfriend shortly after getting broken up with, and we would love to get your thoughts. A little background information. They had been together about a year and a half and were living together for about a year of that. Everything was seemingly great in their relationship. For the record, I never liked him. (laughs) For the record. (laughs) And they had just gotten a puppy, Benji. They had planned on splitting the cost of the puppy, and then he ended up buying him for her as a gift, though they would, of course, raise him together. Anyway, everyone I've showed this to thinks it's crazy, and we're hoping to get unbiased opinions from you. Plus, it would make amazing pod content, in my opinion. Okay, we'll see. Um, I would say... (laughs) I would say... I love an email written about another person's breakup to make sure that we're on their side, because she writes... Everything was seemingly great for the record. I never liked him. So like now I was ahead of it. I always knew. And then she writes, and they had just gotten a puppy, Benji. Like we didn't need the name. (laughs) Right. But she's like, just in case you want to identify him, in case anyone else is listening and wants to like call him a loser to his face, please (laughs) let him know what the dog's name is. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So should we go through the contract? I mean, it is dense. It is a it is dense. It's um I would say it's only a page, but it's single spaced and it's like full paragraph. So I'm trying to think yeah. how we can do this in a way that doesn't bore the audience, but it, also gives them a sense of like who of the kind of contract that this is. So it, it's interesting because there's no real lead in because when you get uh, this is a, a contract offer is basically and the guy starts out by defining. This would have been a good conversation in their relationship, by the way. Like, defi- like I guess, like, if we all had a laminated sheet defining every, um, like, what ghosting is, what casual is, what what um, yeah. hookup is, what we relationship is, agree, right. we would all be well, a little bit better off. So this might actually help people, but he doesn't explain it. He's basically defining it, and then at the end of his definitions, he's making an offer, right? Right. Basically, I mean, I want at first I thought this was going to be a breakup contract like Logan Yuri, who we had on the podcast. Great mm. guest. She has this book, How to Not Die Alone, which, which we talked about. And in the book, there is a sample of a breakup contract. Yeah. But her breakup contract is more like let's agree to these terms so that like it helps us separate in an easier way of like if I see you, at, if I see you on the street, do you want me to say hello to you or would you rather yeah. me not or like. Um, you know what I mean? If I'm going to an event that we're both going to be at and I'm bringing a date, do you want a heads up or do you not like sure. almost stuff to like make someone feel more comfortable? 
exactly. This is not that. Yeah, no, Yeah, Logan's contract is living in the world of practicality and respect for another person's emotions because both people's emotions are at a at risk after a relationship. That the, Logan's is basically like, hey, we are broken up. Now, how do we handle being respectful of one another right. post-breakup? That is Logan's whole contract. The difference with this is that this guy's <laughs> basically like, here's how I see relationships. I would like to keep you, if you will. I'd like for you to suck my dick in the future, if you will, is basically what he's, the offer he's making. It's not, he, he's like looking for half breakups, right? I didn't. I didn't even fully even understand, like, because there's the part about the rent. I mean, should we, like, read a couple paragraphs and then see how it feels? Yeah, let's see how it feels. So he starts by defining long-term relate. I guess that's the whole point of the contract. He has to make definitions first so that he can spell out his offer. Well, I wonder if he is a lawyer because that's what they do in the beginning of contracts. They're defining, like, when I say this... This is what it means. Like the defendant who is this person, not this person or something. Yeah. Well, he <laughs> writes long-term. You're right. Cause this might be a lawyer. long-term relationship in a long-term relationship. I believe both parties are committing to some sort, some, some of, if not all of the following marriage, living together, having children, purchasing animal. So he's already getting ahead <laughs> of the animal. <laughs> he's already getting ahead. <laughs> he's not even Benji anymore. He's just an animal to you. <laughs> so Purchasing animal like it's an alligator. <laughs> in which there is substantial emotional and financial commitments. Okay, so that's how he's... I mean, we should just read the whole thing. At, what, at this point, Let's what are we waiting on? Let's just read it, yeah. Uh, parties must negotiate to figure out how to make the power dynamic equal to avoid future resentment and sabotage. The no- negotiation requires parties to value their individual contributions uh, uh, brought to the table and negotiate on a price and create an equal relationship overall despite there being unequal contributions in a single categories, i.e. one person pays for rent, the other takes care of kids. In addition, the dynamic split cannot occur in the way that one person feels pressured to stay in the relationship. Wife can't leave because husband controls money. Husband can't leave because he may never get custody of his kids. I don't know about all that. I don't even know what that even means. Yeah, I'm with you. I... Like, I'm confused by what that paragraph even means. Like, what is he trying to say in this paragraph? I I guess he's trying to say that while our contributions might not be equal, we are equally we in to them? this relationship. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'd i love to have him on as a guest. Right? To just <laughs> like, to describe hey, what the hell he was thinking. Yeah, this is so legalese that it's like, I understand both parties are committing to some, if not all, of the following. You're commit- When you're in a long-term relationship, you are acknowledging marriage and living together and having children and purchasing okay. an animal could be part of that. Right. So then he writes a short-term relationship, which I don't even know what the fuck that is. This was a short-term relationship, if, if anything. Like, it how, ended- how long was it, she said? A year and a half, but they were living together. I mean, these are the COVID situations we're getting into. Yeah. Year and a half. So let let me read short-term relationship. Okay. In a short-term relationship, I believe the feelings would romantically be same as long-term relationship, if not more so. (laughs) He's like, he's basically like, the heat hasn't come off the, the, this, uh, this meal yet, but parties do not make substantial emotional and financial commitments as defined above. And if they are made, there is no negotiation of valuation. Both parties contribution to a category is non-negotiable and must be split 50, 50. If a 50, 50 split of time and money is not possible, 
parties do not pursue the commitment. Once parties begin creating 50-50 splits with different currencies, contributing time in lieu of money, for example, this is the start of a long-term relationship. So, Jordana, what do you get from that? He's saying that in a short-term relationship, you're not owed anything because you're supposed to be committing to things 50-50 and, like, just... It's short-term, so it's not as important. Again, I don't really understand what the point of defining either of these things is for what he's trying to do here. It doesn't make sense. So then he writes, since emotions can swing decisions either way, what tangible markers signify that I am on paper ready for a long-term relationship? So what is he saying there? He's he's basically explaining why he's not ready for a long-term relationship. I guess that's what he's trying to say. Like he's defining this. He's like, this is how I think of both of these things. I'm not ready to commit to the long-term thing. Um, so, so he's a, he, he, says <laughs> actually, he, he says after this, personally, I feel unready to start a long term relationship with someone unless I have a debt to asset ratio of greater than 25 percent. Oh, my God. Right, At my current trajectory, dude. I'm currently about man. This is years. so hot. Every woman is just <laughs> wetting their seats right now. Oh, he's thinking about the asset to ratio. Like what? This is the least sexy. Ver- oh OK, God. go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, like she's a stock at my current trajectory I'm about two years from reaching that goal however changes in promotion or occupation which I'm striving for would cut this down to one year I am a highly financially motivated individual and if I cannot put the struggles of my current financial position on my long-term partner I don't know why he wrote this is well, honestly for someone who wrote up this whole fucking contract there's like a lot of parts that aren't even grammatically correct that would be annoying <laughs> me it's like you yeah, took the it, time a, to write out the parties sure. yeah. and then you're like <laughs> Not writing completely grammatical sentences. <laughs> it's it's interesting. Yeah, it's like you did all this. Why not? You know. Also, you can't think so highly of yourself when you can't even make it grammatically right. But mm-hmm. here's what he's doing, and I understand what he's doing. He's basically trying to back talk. He's trying to back talk his way into. This was getting serious, but it wasn't serious yet for me. This is why. I am not a douchebag for ending it right now. It's kind of how I see this going. Legally speaking, we were in short-term relationship on the precipice of a long-term relationship. Here is why I can't get over that bridge. And for that reason, I am not a dick. Is is basically... Right. He's trying to make it not personal. Yeah. And he's walking it back. You can't walk back emotions. You can't walk back things you did. Like, he's trying to go, he's trying to backdate the contract. Like, oh, no, no, we'll sign it, you know, in May, even though it's June. But that, he, he's, his whole argument's flawed. Like, it, it's like, dude, you have to be the dick. You can't yeah. get away with this. This There's is making no contract you more than that's going to make you feel like it's going to get you out of that. Yeah. Especially, as if, this person who wrote in, who's the sister? Yes. Yeah. As if the sister would read this contract and go, all right, he's got that you makes there. Sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you're like me and shudder at the thought of low rise jeans and pluck thin eyebrows making a comeback, you're a millennial. And if you're a millennial, it's time to add Clarence Multi Active Cream to your daily routine. I have to tell you, I'm a huge Clarence fan. I've been using them for years. I love, love, love them. They are such high quality. They're like a legacy brand. My skin always looks better whenever I'm using Clarence products. And it's no different with the Clarence Multi Active Cream. You've been adulting for a while, so the daily stress of just trying to keep your life together can cause 
stress aging. Yes, that's a thing. The good news, Europe's number one skincare line has a solution you can trust. Rooted in nature and innovated with science, Clarins has a long legacy of creating industry-first, plant-forward products. Using a skin charger complex made of 2% niacinamide and C. holly bio-extract, Clarins Multi-Active Cream has been clinically proven to target the first visible signs of aging by smoothing lines and wrinkles, refining pores, evening tone and texture, and strengthening the skin's moisture barrier. While Multi-Active Cream can't bring back the golden age of boy bands, it can de-stress your skin. Go to Clarins.com slash UUP and get Multi-Active Day and Night Cream for 10% off, a free welcome gift, plus free shipping on your first order. That's C-L-A-R-I-N-S dot com slash UUP with promo code UUP, Clarins.com slash UUP with promo code UUP. Nothing gives me naked confidence like really nailing a tough workout. There's a real sense of power that comes from pushing your body to its limits and conquering it like a champ. But a very close second, Lumi Whole Body Deodorant. It's the game-changing whole body deodorant for those who love feeling confident from head to toe. And you up listeners can now receive a special offer. New customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code and link. Use code UUP at LumiDeodorant.com. L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. Making sure that I smell good is like one of my top things to feel confident. If I'm scared that I might be like having an odor, that is going to totally throw off my confidence. So I love Lumi so I can feel confident that I'm smelling fresh every day. Lumi is seriously safe to use anywhere on your body. Yes, anywhere. It's baking soda-free, paraben-free, and pH-balanced for safe use below the belt. Lumi is formulated and powered by mandelic acid to stop odor before it starts. More like a pre-odorant. It's clinically proven to block odor all day and control odor for up to 72 hours. Choose from a variety of bright scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, or toasted coconut. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, like mini body wash and deodorant wipes, and free shipping. As a special offer for our listeners, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that equals over 40% off their starter pack. Use code UUP for 15% off your first purchase at lumideodorant.com. That's code UUP at L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. So now he's into, here's what I think about the state of our relationship. So now here's where he's going to explain where they are. Yeah. I mean, if someone had like a textbook, like um, example of mansplaining, I would say uh, yeah. it's this entire contract. <laughs> yeah, it's, like it's, here, in case you don't know, because you weren't an active member of this relationship for however long, sure. for a year and a half. This is what a long term relationship is. This is what a short. This is what our relationship is. <laughs> It, yeah, this is a bad look for my people because it is <laughs> you're exactly right because he has to realize that there is an element of falling on the sword that he has to do. Like whether he disagrees or agrees with where their relationship was and where it was heading, it doesn't matter. Everyone's uh has a right to their own feeling on where the relationship is. Right. This is just his own personal assessment of it. It doesn't mean that both people are agreeing to that. He's trying and he's try with this kind of legalese and the way this is written. It does feel like he might not agree that he's trying to shove this down her throat a little bit. Agreed. Because he writes, we have a bad. This is here's the it was here's what I think about the state of our relationship. So here's his state of the union. We have a bad power imbalance in our relationship. And here's my recommendation. Well, I do <laughs> like a consultant. <laughs> well, I do believe a long term relationship is viable. I am not prepared to have a long-term relationship given my lack of achieved markers. Therefore, if blank is open to it, I would like to transition our relationship to a short-term one to preserve our future of the long-term. I get what he's saying. and uh, Well, he's then he 
spells out the transition that he would like. Here's what the transition looks like at this time. I can only think of doing this by. So he's basically saying, here's where he's about to say, I'll do up to this, but I won't be that. I won't, but that's not how relationships work. Emotions get involved. Uh, this is why someone could end up moving in after a year and another couple could get end up getting married after 10. Like, it's just not the same for everybody. Yeah. So here's what he suggests doing. Okay. He, there's four, it's four steps. One, resetting the financial status between us by removing all sources of financial conflict. A, part 1A, rent and furniture. Rent. Blank would continue to pay the agreed upon monthly rent of $400. Wow. Where do these people live? I mean, <laughs> jealous. Right? This agreement occurred when we both agreed to add her to the initial lease. February paid. Furniture. Reimbursement of jointly acquired items. Bed frame plus mattress plus TV stand plus sofa. Complete $3,500. Lease. Blank would be removed from the lease and released from her rent obligation when she decides to move out. If she moves out before the completion of a full month, she'll be refunded for the day's and then he literally calculates the exact March pays four hundred dollars for thirty one days, twelve ninety a day. If moves out March thirteenth, blank will be refunded two hundred and thirty two dollars for remaining eighteen days. And then there's a part one B, which is Benji. A lot of money was invested <laughs> into Benji, and there is no scenario that short of blank paying out the entirety invested into Benji. Dog plus vet plus training is four thousand dollars plus six hundred dollars plus thirty five hundred dollars equals eighty one hundred dollars that I would feel everything has been wiped and the imbalance wiped between us. Therefore, Benji must be sold, freeing our short-term relationship of that imbalance. Given the time and financial investment of both sides, if the current Craigslist buyer purchases Benji for $3,500, blank is owed $1,000 of that. Is this guy, this is the part where I'd be like, is this guy fucking crazy? Yeah. He wants me to pay him $8,100? Is that what he's saying? (laughs) He's (laughs) saying, I mean, he's saying... A lot of the money was invested into the dog. There's no scenario that's short of blank paying out the entirety invested into the dog that the imbalance would be wiped clean between us. So, okay. I'm reading that I, as he's, he wants to like... Equal, he wants her make, moved out and he wants to be back to even financially for them to ever be together in the future. Is that what he's saying? I feel like that's what he's saying and part of that equal financial footing is her paying him $8,000 for this dog or them selling it and she gets like part of it. That's how I'm reading it. Yeah. I guess I, I would, I I guess like the main point is for us to ever go forward. I need to be made whole financially on these things that I am holding onto as being not fair to me. Right. Which to me, if I read that, I would be like, this is the part where I'd get like, go from like making fun of this person to being like, you must be joking. <laughs> yeah, you, the, it's a, well, it's like, she, I mean, the sister that wrote in is like the, you know, says that Benji, the dog, was, was a given as a gift. So it's like, dude, you fucked up. Like, at what point does he take responsibility? Like, listen, if a relationship ends, you have to look in the mirror and go, okay, I, I'm a part of this too. Yeah, so like cut your the losses. Idea, cut your yeah. The idea that you would look at this and go, "Well, we could still be together," but the only way for I don't know. I I guess, I guess now that I'm saying it out loud, like his he's like I am so angry that I am financially into you for this amount of money, but these are all agreements you made you agreed right. to. 
So it's like, totally. hey, and, 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 and the rent and furniture. So I'm assuming I can understand. Let me, I, I, I know I, some, it's tough to take this guy's side. Let's say they've been together a year and a half and he's saying we moved in and she's not paying rent and he's paying for all the furniture and stuff. This is kind of what it sounds like. Sounds or she's like paying, any, any bought her the dog or something. Any bought her the dog. So let's say in this world where we're not positive of this because it's a little bit, well, a Big. 400. Per, the, con- the four- per contract, there's a lot of questions. <laughs> yeah, this, it's not really spelled out very well, but I guess, but also that's on the sister who didn't really give us a little bit of the the gray areas because $400 monthly rent, that doesn't exist. I don't believe that there, so maybe the deal was that she was spending uh, you know, he gave he was spending two thir- three two thirds the rent, and she was spending a third. That could be the case. Do you, does that make sense to you? It could be whatever they had some un- they had whatever some unequal balance of finances where it seems like he was paying more and he paid for this dog, and it seems like he's he's grown a lot of resentment about it over the course of this relationship is what I'm feeling. Oh, so the rent she's still paying the four hundred dollars monthly. Oh. Blank would uh, agree to continue to pay the agreed upon monthly rent. So pay the monthly rent until you move out. And then I'll start paying you back for days. If there's like an uneven days until you can get out of here. And you got to pay me back for the furniture and you got to pay me back for the dog is what he's saying. Right. And, and that's the only way, like at that point, does he really expect us to move forward? He's acting. I feel like that, like he's acting like he has all the power and all the say in this relationship. Which is like I think worse than any particular stipulation. It's like if you want to win back this prize, like <laughs> I need to be paid this amount of money, and then like maybe we can figure out like if our relationship can proceed from there. I'd be like, fuck you, kind of like in my head. <laughs> well, I, I think that's exactly what he wants. The only reasonable strategy that he's trying to pull here is this is a very blatant version of getting someone to end it with you. <laughs> so right. like, he's like, okay, here's how I get out of this without being a dick. She'll dump me. I'll give her the option be- to stay with me. <laughs> yeah. If- and the option will be so financially burdensome and annoying and, and, and actually insulting that she'll end up dumping me. And now she has ended it with me. And I am someone who was offering that we could be a long-term viability Except, you know, she wasn't willing to pay. Now it puts him in the... It's insane, which that's the most reasonable, but it's also the most insane. Yeah, I mean, this is a very... I wonder wonder what made him think this was a good idea. Well, let me finish this out because he actually had some other... There were some other plot points that he needs. They said she... So if she pays all this money... (laughs) Once the debt is paid. (laughs) Once the debt is paid, spending two weeks apart post moving out. So they have to have... A separation period going on four dates over the course of a month, three paid by blank, fourth paid by, by blank, her. by her. See so three where paid it by goes. Him, four from, paid by him. Uh, yeah, uh, three paid by him, four, uh, the fourth paid by her. And then number four is see where it goes from there. Oh, how sexy. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the least oh, romantic there? movie script I've ever read. Yeah. I, in addition, steps two through four are 100% optional. Yeah, of course they're optional. They're the ones where he doesn't have to make a date, doesn't have to go on a date. They can just hook up, he's basically saying. Neither party must pursue any further relationship after number one settles. 
All this does is set the stage for a future of a short-term to eventual long-term relationship after both people fully separating in terms of living space and finances. Either could pick a different path. I do not want to speculate the future. This He's basically saying, once the money's out of the way, we can figure it out from right. there. Right. Then we can see how we really feel. Yeah. I mean, there's th- it's, it's interesting to me, like as a guy reading this, as a straight man reading this, there's many things in this that I'm like, all right. He's got, there's something that I kind of half believe in. There's something I get what he's saying. Like, you know, when you, you hear a, like, a, I'm sure this has happened to you where you hear a woman going through something and you go, I get where all of this comes from. Yeah. But all of it's a mess. Right. <laughs> like, but it's like, you're not channeling it correctly. Absolutely not. Yeah, it, this totally. makes him look small. It, it, it makes it seem like he has a, a, a like a pride issue. It, it just doesn't. Like the money, he sh- he should say we we've loved and lost. Better to have loved and lost than to never have loved at all. And he's basically saying, "Well, I've loved and lost, and I got to get my shit paid back." Right. That's not how life works. No. Also, I think this also takes away the idea of the way that someone deals with money. Mm-hmm. Seems like a small small thing in a relationship, but actually, like he's saying, like let's take away all these things and then. We'll see if we like each other. Being this petty or being this way about money is mm. such a huge thing. Like if I even if I even met someone who had sent this to any of his exes, even if it was like years ago, that mm. would be a deal breaker. Not because like not because, oh, they're like kind of strict about money, but because they're so intense about like they think of they think of everything as it has to be even. That's not like a giving, loving relationship. Yeah, like I they're keeping I, score. They're keeping score and also it shows their insecurity. Like he writes in the beginning of this, I am highly financially motivated individual. And if I cannot put the struggles of my current financial position on my long term and I cannot put my current financial position on my long term partner, he's basically saying, I don't trust myself to get to my financial goals with you. And I don't trust him so much that I need my four thousand dollars back for the dog that I fucking paid for that I agreed as was a gift. Yeah, this whole thing is like. Very messed up, I think. I would be well, really annoyed if I got this. It, it I mean, goes I would laugh, in, I would laugh yeah. and then I would be annoyed. The annoying part is the idea that you guys could maybe be long-term still. Like, he's not willing to live in a world where he won't give up anything. Right, and he's presenting it as, like, an option for you. Like, it's your choice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this is all on you. I don't want to end things. I just am not ready for the things I know you want, but you haven't even said, we haven't even had that conversation. Right. It's like saying it's like someone saying, like, I'll sell you this house, but like you have to be the maid here and you're also going to pay me like to work in my house. But like technically it's yours. Yeah, it's uh, I I, I think it's also a lesson for anyone dating. Like you're never going to win after like it's not there's a there's a get up from the table or don't. And like we have a lot of people that write in like. They ghosted me. What do I write to let them know? Or, you know, like, or, you know, we went on this date. It cost this much. Should I Venmo them for the half of the date? It's like none of that is getting you anywhere. Like this guy, I don't know where he is trying to get to other than I'm not the dick in this breakup. You think that's his whole reason for doing this? Or do you think he actually wants his money back? Um... I don't know. I can't like, understand. It is a lot of money. Don't get me wrong. Like, it, you know, the dog, 4000 
I, I it's but he like agreed to, me, to do that. He fucked right. up. Like, like if you went to college and failed at a college and then went back to the college being like, Hey, I need my money back. Like you go, no, you, yeah. you, you, the investment was lost. You know, there is an investment to dating someone on both sides. Totally. On, on every time, yeah. money, like all of this is investment, Beauty, whatever, all that stuff. Yeah. Gifts. It's all game theory and all trade-offs. It's all like, you know, and everyone's making a choice. Do I want to go on the date with this person and extend what we have? Or do I want to get my time back? Do I want to get my energy back? And he's basically saying he shouldn't have any loss in any relationship. Right. And that's just a weird way to go about like life. And also to me, it would say like, you value me so little that you're mm. almost like the money to you is worth more than like your pride in in like yeah. making me feel like I owe you and like yourself as a man almost. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's a wild thing. I, it's such a I small mean, look. I have to wonder, did the sister of the emailer see any of this? Like, right. I mean, was she, this, she, she never liked him. So maybe, or did the, <laughs> the email, sister, did, oh, like the, the actual person who's dating. The actual, yeah. The actual person, like what were other signs? Like a year and a half with someone, I mean, the fact that you moved in, like, I, I think, like, also, like, when you move in so quick with someone, there's, like, I guess the money thing is, like, oh, look at I'm footing this whole person's life, and they're trying to get a free ride, but, like... Right, well, that's why people don't move in with each other that quickly, and you want to see, yeah. like, what someone's relationship with money is, and how they, like, think that it should be divided. Yeah, and if you're... And, yeah, I agree with you. It's, uh, this is... I mean, this is, like the venmoing someone for half the drinks to the nth degree right where i'm like if someone was gonna venmo me like for half the drink it's almost like you think so little of me that you don't even care that i think you look like a like a total loser for venmoing me for these drinks (laughs) if someone did that to me i would venmo them double and just be like keep the fucking change you asshole like i would just right I, i don't need it like the idea that i couldn't afford my own drinks that i wasn't there to meet you is crazy i totally agree Summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I'm wearing a Quince sweater literally right now. They make the best cashmere sweaters and they're so well-priced. It's like, honestly, my dream store. I also have an amazing down comforter from them. They cut out the middleman and they really just give you these really, really high quality items that last a long time and that they're at an amazing price point. Quince has amazing items like premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash UUP for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash UUP to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash UUP. 
You guys know I'm a huge fan of Skims, and with warmer weather coming up, I recently tried out one of their t-shirts. Skims makes the best basics and foundations, so it's no surprise that it's the best-fitting tee I've ever worn. Finding the perfect t-shirt can be such a challenge, whether it's the fit or the quality, but with Skims, they make the most flattering shirts for everyone. Honestly, I love pretty much everything Skims makes, but I really love their t-shirts. They're like form-fitting, and they make my body just look that much smoother. I have the soft, smoothing, seamless t-shirt in Onyx. It has amazing versatility. It is literally a must-have for a spring wardrobe. They're stretchy, they're flattering. You can dress it up or dress it down, and you don't have to worry about compromising style or comfort. I also have the cotton jersey t-shirt in marble, and it's really just changed the game for me. It's taking the regular t-shirt, it's leveling it up. There's no stretched collars or hems, and it literally fits like a dream. Skims t-shirts are made with innovative technology while always keeping style and comfort in mind. From crop silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, Skims has something for every fit and everybody. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com, now available in sizes extra, extra small to 4X. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know I sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select you up in the drop down menu that follows. Should we do some awkward sex? Let's do some awkward sex. UUP at Betches.com, UUP at Betches.com. Jared and Jordana, I've been a you up listener for about four years now. Wow. They've been listening longer than the show existed. <laughs> <laughs> it's impressive they knew about it before it was even a in our eye reading our minds i recently had a date experience that i felt needed to be shared with you guys the story i'm about to share happened on my fifth date with a guy who i've been sleeping with slash dating we took a ferry to governor's island and found ourselves alone on a in a hammock park as things go Ooh. we started having yeah look at that uh banana in the hammock um alone in a <laughs> hammock park as things go, we started having a somewhat steamy makeout sesh on the hammock. That's hard to do. That's a lot of uh, core strength. You got to, yeah, make sure you're balancing. Otherwise, totally. the flip the flip is not sexy if you flip over on the hammock. I will tell cute. you this. I once went out um, for drinks with someone, and we were on their outdoor patio. And okay. I'm on the outdoor patio, and I'm in like a chair. I'm... I'm I know that I am big on having the chair too far away from the table for some reason. It's just always been a thing. Like there's always people being like, hey, can you push in? I got to get by you. It's just something I've noticed over the course of my life. So we're on this back patio and I guess I kept pushing the chair back, but the patio was about a foot off of the 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 ground. Like it was a okay. wooden, you know what I'm talking about? Like it was a wooden kind patio. Of. So I'm on the chair and, you know, we're having a drink. This was years ago. I'm, and I'm on this back patio and I kept, I guess I pushed back and I went to lean back and the back um, legs of the chair went off the patio. So I fell back, but then I got caught, like I caught myself and then I was like, okay, I'm fine. In mid catch, I went back again, <laughs> fell into the sandwich board that was like promoting the place, broke the sandwich board in half. Oh my God. The so sandwich. Date? This was a date. What this, number this, date? One. The sandwich board <laughs> then fell into a heat lamp. The heat lamp fell over. It was like dominoes. And I like rom-com. <laughs> I was literally sitting on the ground and like the person from the restaurant was like, are you okay? I was like, yeah, yeah, get the fuck out of here. What like, did the girl say? She, laughing, hysterically, <laughs> 
The next restaurant was like, are you okay? Like everyone <laughs> was looking over. And I felt like it was like, uh, it was like uh, something about Mary, like the police That's officers would be like, I've heard there's a disturbance over here, sir. <laughs> like, but it, <laughs> you can't be sexy after that. It, like there's no. no way to be like, so what are you up to this weekend? Like, you, can't, you can't ghost after that either. No, yeah. I broke a sandwich board in half. So I, <laughs> oh my god so just like the hammock like the hammock can really you know fuck you up for looking cool i wish that were filmed i'm sorry <laughs> i said that afterwards i was like if this was on film this would be like Amazing. the social media post of the century as things go we started having a steamy makeout sesh on the hammock but nothing that was totally out of the bounds for what is acceptable in public anyway we shortly thereafter realized that we need to go catch the ferry back to manhattan Walking back to the ferry, he mentioned he had blue balls, but I didn't think anything of it since I feel like that's just a thing that guys say when they're horny. Once we're on the ferry and it starts moving, I'm noticing that he seems very, really, uh, really unwell, as if he's in intense discomfort. Suddenly, all the color leaves his face and he goes, I think I'm going to faint and seemingly momentarily loses consciousness. Obviously, I'm <laughs> like, holy shit. What do I do? What is happening? The color eventually returns to his face and we get back to Manhattan. He insists that we go to the nearest bathroom, which was in the Staten Island Ferry Building. We both use the bathroom and when we reconvene afterwards, he informed me that he tried to jerk off in the Staten Island Ferry Station bathroom, but oh just couldn't bring himself to do it. She writes in parentheses, wonder why. Why he do we share that? <laughs> I mean, at that point, like to me, he's... I, I mean, it, this is all insane to me. Like, I listen. I've I've been I I get DMs after every time blue balls comes up because I've never had blue balls like this. Like, I've never I had. Heard that's a myth. I don't. It's somewhere between myth and reality. Like, I've never had them. I don't even know a moment in my life where I've had them bad enough to remember them. So I heard how that could that this guy like a have thing them? That guys say to just pressure you into sleeping with them. I will say. There are men that absolutely believe this is a thing because I've gotten the DMs where they're like, dude, you don't get it. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'm just saying I haven't okay. gotten them. So how could you have gotten them to the point of fainting? Okay. Like I agree yeah, with I you. Mean, I'm this more, is absurd. I'm more on your side where it's a, a way to get in someone's pants than the side of that they exist. We'll have but, to ask um the urologist we gotta yeah we gotta ask him because I, this has been a debate and i get the dms it's always the same type of dm dude no you <laughs> haven't gotten them and i'm like dude i you don't I even feel understand like, like yeah i've not fucked before dude like i like what are you talking about like okay he proceeded he proceeded to be in intense discomfort slash pain for the entire 50 minute subway back to his place he could barely sit down in the seat he was in so much pain i felt so bad and concerned just all around so helpless to his condition i also wasn't allowed to touch him because he said that would make it worse don't touch me oh i can't if my balls move just one inch oh my it's God. over in the end all i uh, all was well when he got back to his place we had sex twice <laughs> oh my god oh the pain oh please oh yeah i can fuck like <laughs> <laughs> suddenly i feel better yeah do you have to ice it no i need your mouth I'm good on my balls uh, <laughs> we had sex twice and he generated more semen than i've ever seen a man generate 
His pain and swelling significantly okay. subsided post-quitus. I still find that to be quite the medical conundrum because I have never heard of blue balls being so bad that you almost pass out. I believe him that his discomfort was very real because almost jerking off in the bathroom of the Staten Island Ferry Station is quite the act of desperation that only a medical emergency would warrant. I plan on seeing him again next week. I'll be sh- I'll just be sure not to get him sure to not get him hot and bothered if we aren't in close proximity to one of our places. Hope you enjoyed that story. Uh, hey, we got to go out near me in case that blue balls erupts again so we can fuck immediately. Jerk off in Port Authority. We'll make sure we're close. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> it, shows, it shows you how little men know about their body. Like this guy, it seems like he was low sugar, low water. He's on a boat. You're mo- the ground is moving. That is more of an explanation for why. And you've had some alcohol probably on Governor's right. Island. You've had some drinks. Like it's not that is more wouldn't an- fuck you. No. <laughs> oh. Oh. I'm just imagining him passing out. Oh, my balls. Right. <laughs> I yeah. I I still don't get why he would tell her that he was. I call this one um, jerking off in the bathroom of the Staten Island ferry station. <laughs> I feel like that is the, <laughs> the most is- straightforward, descriptive thing, and like that is how I will remember it. To me, um, he's doing that to let her know I'm still game for sex. <laughs> like, like I think him, be- but to me that would be such a turnoff. Like I'm apparently so not to everyone. I'll have sex with myself if you're not going to have sex with me. And you know what? I'll have sex with myself in a disgusting bathroom <laughs> um, by the Staten Island Ferry. Just so you like, does that get you hot? Like to me, yeah. like that would be such a turnoff. I don't know. I guess his strategy, and I agree with you. It's not really a hot thing to say, but the strategy is, I need to come so badly that I'm willing to do it here. Can you help me? You know, like, <laughs> Well, it's like a pity, a pity thing. Like I, I guess pity, the pity sex thing is like the least sexy of all the totally like, agree. moves to get. You know what I mean? Like it's the most <laughs> desperate. Like you don't want a guy. You don't want someone to be like coming because, like, or at least in your head, you don't. You want it to be because, like, it's it's hot and it's romantic, not because like they have a fizz. Like they're just gonna come whether you're there or not. Like yeah, as if you're the nurse. You know, like, like, oh, thank you, nurse, for relieving my pain. Like, it's not even like that was fun. It's mechanical. Exactly. Yeah. And just the idea that he thinks that's like, uh, maybe like, or maybe he thought it was kind of hot to say that, or like, I'm coming I mean, with or without you. <laughs> I to me, it's more I, I I to give him a little bit of empathy. Like, I could understand. Like, I've been in positions where like my balls have hurt. Not from blue balls, but just general like pain where I'm like, I guess I whack off now. Like I, I don't know. Like that's the only solution I can think of. Right. Like I, I could see where he's like, I don't know what to do here. Like I but I also don't believe like I think water when you got off the boat would have been a better option yeah, or better sitting down. Then oh, I'm gonna go to the bathroom and try to fix this by, you know, just yeah, jerking off. And also how worried could he have been if he's not going to the hospital? Like, right. let's go to your place. That's the best place for me. To, a little bit. I, I, I don't want to make any accusations, but I, I just don't. I can understand if they like laid down and like kind of cuddled and watched a movie until he felt better. Like that would make the most sense to me. Yeah. I had Agreed. some names. Uh, Blue, F- Blue Falls. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I like that. Blackout Balls. 
out like a light, the ball drop, balling out, the Staten Island sign out. I like that, Staten Island sign out. So, uh, yeah, would this be a red flag or deal breaker? I mean, she's going back. She's going back. It'd be a deal breaker for me and not any of the other stuff besides if I went on, if I was on the fifth date and someone told me that they had tried to jerk off in the Staten Island Ferry Station bathroom, (laughs) to me, that would be the deal breaker. Regardless of anything going on around (laughs) that statement, it would just be like, this is not the relationship I'm looking for. Yeah, I think things have gone <laughs> off the track. Right. I, yeah, I'm trying to imagine being with a woman who's like, hey, I'll be right back. And then I'm like, where did you go? The Staten Island Ferry Station to masturbate so I could feel better <laughs> on this date. I'd be like, what the fuck just happened? Right. It's like, do yeah. you have any self-control? <laughs> or like, if you needed to do, if I need, I would need someone who did that to be so embarrassed of it that they would only tell me years into dating when they mm. knew that I had gained their trust and like, and they, they would have to tell it to me. Like, remember when we went on that date, I actually jerked <laughs> off in the bathroom. Like I was so embarrassed. Now I have, come out and they're like, well, I tried. Sure. <laughs> I have to admit when I read this, I didn't think that your biggest concern was the Staten Island ferry station bathroom, but <laughs> to anyone who hasn't been there, it is a concern, right? Yeah. It's a disgusting place. It's not really, kept up i mean like going to the bathroom at port authority to be the same thing same thing yeah i'd be like if you had to if you kind of it's if you have to if you have to go in it like okay if you have to go you have to like that's your only option but mm. going in it to jerk off (laughs) yeah it doesn't make any like i I don't i i don't even know if there's an optional thing yeah that that is an optional thing and it's also like i yeah i don't I, i guess this woman is basically saying, I believe him because of all the cum. Yeah. I mean, I believe that he's like wanted to have sex with her, might have sure. not had sex in a bit, but. That's a know. you problem, dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's, it's not our problem. As no. a, <laughs> as a We've unit. been on five dates. I think you can take care of this on your own. I'm trying to think if there's a female equivalent to this like situation. Like, <sighs> I'm trying to think. Like if a woman ever said to me, I'm so fucking wet right now. And I was like, yeah, uh, we have to get off the ferry first. And she was like, I'll be right back. No, I need you. I mean, I guess it might be hotter the other way around. Double standard. There is a double standard to it. I, I don't. But I. I mean, as our guest on the Sunday special, which we taped ahead of this, um, he what would say that. This went, is, what if a woman came from the bathroom and she was like. Um, so I just had to go. I just had to go cry in the bathroom for like uh, five minutes. I just had to get it out would, of my system. It would be a turn off, and it would be depend about what it's about. Right. It's like you well, know. It's also like it's one thing if you need to do that. If you need to tell me about it, sure. That's like another well, thing too. Well, I would rather know about it so I know what I'm getting into. If like this is a fifth date, and they were like, I just was so emotional just now, I had to go cry in the bathroom. I'd be like, Well, what happened? Are you okay? No, I just do this and I'd be like, <laughs> I would I would have an understanding that that comes out of the bathroom once we get to know each other more. That doesn't stay in the bathroom. Like right. at least his masturbation, I guess you would hope to, that it stays in the bathroom. Well, I guess you get to know a lot more about him and the way that he's, you know, letting out his sexual self earlier <laughs> in this case too. His releases he needs. I mean, yeah, it's, there is no, I guess there's no female blue balls, is there? No, I mean, you could, it's like, I, I it, assuming it's the same as men's, then like, 
it's sexual frustration. You could want to like sleep with someone in the moment, but part of being like a, a human. human in civilization <laughs> and not like a like an animal in the jungle yeah, is that you agreed. can like control yourself to an extent. Yeah, this is the equivalent of him of a dog humping the stuffed toy. Like he basically did that. Like I can't wait. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> have some self-control. But she's into it, so good for her. Maddie had some good name ideas. Blue ball close call. Me dick all me dick all emergency. Oh, medical. Get it. Oh, I get it. medical. Oh, medical. Okay. Very <laughs> horny. I love very, very horny. Very horny is, is a great contender. I think that's, yeah, that wins for me. Um, let's do another email. UUP at Betches.com. Keep sending them in and, um, you know, share these things with people. Share this podcast. Do it. All right. Hi, J&J. I've been an OG listener since the beginning. Y'all have helped me and my friends out so much, and we talk about your advice all the time. Thanks. I'll get right to the chase here. I'm fully vaxxed and really and re- and ready to have a hot girl summer. It's been way too long. However, I'm in a unique predicament because I'm definitely not a cool girl. I'm 100% type A, very black and white type type of gal and typically when a relationship doesn't work out slash ends i completely cut it off so i'm wondering how does one end things while also leaving the door open for future hookups for an example i started seeing this guy went to the same college as me lots of mutual friends lives in my neighborhood and felt like this would be a be the ideal hookup and maybe if it went somewhere that'd be cool too but i'm not slash was not in a rush after a few dates and a steamy makeout says she stopped texting as frequently and then hit me with a work is so busy. I just can't date right now. When I happen to know for a fact that he was in a certain city for the weekend, getting awfully close to some other girl rather than working on a project all weekend. Mutual friends come in handy. Ha ha. I let him know it was no big deal slash no hard feelings and that I hope work eases up on him soon so he can enjoy his summer. The conversation should have slash could have ended there, but then he sent another apology text. Normally, this would make me so mad because it's very clear that he's working on the relationship alley-oop angle for when he's done with his current girl, at which point I would stop responding or say, like, wish you the best in life, something to make it clear he's missed his chance with me. But now, for the first time in my life, I want to fuck around and have the elusive and magical hot girl summer, but I don't know how to respond in a way that makes it clear he can reach out anytime without being overtly desperate. Please help me get have a hot girl summer. XOXO, first time hot girl. <laughs> well, think? I appreciate this email. It is the plight of many people right now. Like, I can hear her going back and forth and back and forth. And she's leaning on a word that she won't give a definition to. She's assuming a definition to it. She calls it hot girl summer. But your hot girl summer has to be your own. Like right. she she is it's not trying hot girl to summer fits all. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. One, <laughs> <laughs> One hot girl summer is not for every hot girl. Like I, I think she has to come to terms with like because she's trying to have the hot girl summer. That I don't think she can have. I, I, I based on her, right? Email. Yeah, like, she, I, she's trying to have no strings attached, no emotions attached. Like I just want to be let it known that I'm down to hook up with anyone mm. thing. But like she's hurt by this guy doing that, so she's already automatic. Like automatically, she's not in that place, the which first, is not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing, but let's let's hit her with some reality. The first guy that she started seeing. Went to the same college, lots of mutual friends, so there's safety in that. You know some people in common. Lives in your neighborhood. Felt like this would be an ideal hookup. And then she writes, and maybe if it went somewhere, that'd be cool too. <laughs> no! 
<laughs> like that's right. not and then but she's still aspiring to this thing that you know emotionally is not fit for her by yeah. the sound of her email and we do this i mean it's so funny it's like such a trope of like and i talk about this bridesmaid scene all the time in the beginning mm. of bridesmaids when he's like he says you know i'm not looking for a relationship and she's like you know well me neither like i'm not looking for one either but unless you are in which case like i could we could i could do it like we could make it work <laughs> But like, totally. if you're not, I'm not either. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what this girl is saying in like totally. a less satirical way. <laughs> I mean, she's referencing a, a, a phrase that we've used here before, the relationship uh, alley-oop. That's not what's going on here. The relationship <laughs> alley-oop is when you're with someone and they're trying to hook up with someone for when they're single with you. You are not with this person. He's not with the Pittsburgh person. He's in Pittsburgh hooking up there, and he's lying to you because that's the nicest thing he can do because that's kind of how it all works when you're just trying to hook up and not be much more. So she takes things, and and I'll say this to her, and it's okay. I don't want to use the word too because there's no such thing as too anything. But you can't, if you want to live in the hot girl summer that she's imagining, she has to not take things personal but if you can't not take things personal then you can't do it it's okay but all of it lives in the whole idea of casual hooking up is it's not about you yeah and i'm saying she yeah i totally agree with everything you're saying she's saying like i'm trying to do this thing it doesn't feel good but how do i keep doing it (laughs) yeah right you're right i'm trying to be like this casual person this guy rejected me i feel terrible but like how do i make sure i can still keep feeling that way (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's, um, and and the only way to feel that to be is to not take it personally. But I some yeah. people you you can't and and maybe the way to not take it personally is to not have someone that's so entangled with your group because a lot of times people feel like like a lot of times after a relationship someone will say to you, uh, uh, "I'm so embarrassed by this," and it's like to who? And it's like the embarrassment is only felt by you because of the the you know the length like the whole you've group go- the you yeah, the, yeah what you think the group thinks of you in the situation but right and in especially with this guy with lots of mutual friends lives in my neighborhood went to the same college this might be too close for you to have a non-personal relation you yeah know, to, to not take it personally i totally agree i think if you want to try out this hot girl summer no strings attached like i'm just trying to hook up thing and again it's not for everyone i've tried it it wasn't for me but if you want to try it I think you could try it. Try it by going to a bar with your friends and meeting someone random that you don't know at all and try it that way. Totally. And and when you do it that way, it can just be a makeout. Maybe it's just a makeout. Maybe this is makeout summer. Maybe that's yeah. what it is for you. Like I I think like that I think this this like uh, when we aspire to like I I say this all the time. When we aspire to like fate to a vague goal, you end up becoming um um not satisfied you you get it's expectations versus reality so if the expectations are vague your reality is going to leave you disappointed so it's the same as i i want to i want to do a bunch of push-ups when someone says do a bunch of push-ups you do like three and then you're like i can't do one fucking more push-up when someone says do 10 push-ups you get to 10 so if you went to if you said i'm gonna have make out girl summer then that's a maybe more attainable goal for you. And that's a little bit less vague. I agree. And then also you can see how you feel about it. And you might not 
even like it. It's okay. Like, I think there is, there is this idea of like, oh, like women can and should be sexually free, which is great. And I think they definitely can, but there are many women who don't like that. And that's also okay. It doesn't make you like some like prude loser to like (laughs) not be able to handle a lot of casual encounters. Like some people don't feel good that way. And I mean, I think it's the beauty is that you can try it. And if you don't like how it feels, you just don't do it again. That's that's right. That's and 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 I think that's while also not and, and this is within reason, not blaming the other party for doing the dance that you're trying to do as well. Like when you say like he went to Pittsburgh and I can tell and it, it, it's okay. You said you're type A. I can understand where you're like, I want a beginning, middle, and end to this whole story. You're not gonna get that in this right. casual world. You're not gonna get the guy in Pittsburgh going, Hey, I'm in Pittsburgh trying to fuck someone else, but I'm still <laughs> trying to fuck you. That's how casual it is. And and, right. and if you want that type of communication, then maybe you need to be the one that goes, Hey, I know you're in Pittsburgh with another girl. Text me when you're back. She she's like, How do I look not desperate? Right. Again, that lives in the land of taking things personally. I don't think there's any such thing as desperate. If you're being like honest with your own emotions and how you feel and what you want. If you're truly casual, there's no such thing as desperate. No one looks totally. at a guy trying to, you know, texting you to hook up, texting you at 1130 on a Friday night being like, are you up? Do you want to hook up? No one's like, that guy is so desperate. You're like, that guy's asking for what he wants. It's your choice to reject him. You, he could be rejected easily. And yes. like, that's fine. But like, there's not, there's a lot of girls who are down for that. It's not desperate to ask for what you want. Totally. I, I mean, I'm going through an element of this myself and just personally where I'm like, I, I you know, I've had people like, I want to fix you up. And I'm like, and I've had to say, like, I'm not ready for that. Like, I, I, right. I am not ready. I think I would be a bad fix up right now. And I've said that to people. And then it's like, I've had this thing of like, someone will be like, let's do drinks. And I'm like, and I get so far ahead of myself where I'm like, drinks means this means that means this. And it's like, well, why shouldn't you get a drink? Like, what is getting a drink? You know, like, and then you go, well, I don't, I'm not ready to be, you know, the second date. Why would I do the first date? And then you end up sitting at home doing nothing. And then it's like, then how do you expect things to happen? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you have this like, wow, things got far ahead over there. And I felt pain from that getting far ahead. So I don't even want to begin. The you don't want to like entangle yourself in something, right? Yeah. You don't even want to begin. Because yeah. you're like, I, I don't even, I can't promise anything. But then it's like, you have to go, well, that's not your responsibility to promise someone anything. You go on drinks, whatever happens on drinks happens, and right. that's okay. And um, if the person wants more, they should say that. And exa- and you should and I should say that I don't want more or whatever yeah. it is. You know, so this is all difficult. And it's all, especially when you start looking ahead. You know, especially when you're like, well, the Pittsburgh guy went to Pittsburgh and now I got to make sure that we have a second date. But I don't know. I don't want to be the the desperate one. It's like, how far ahead can you go? You know? Yeah. Desperate is not asking for what you want. Desperate is continuing to ask for the same thing when the person has already told you that they're not interested in giving you what you want. Someone should put that on a piece of wood and nail it to their wall. Like (laughs) That should be the new live, laugh, love. That whole what you just really? said, because that's that's said perfectly. Thank you. Put that on a T-shirt. <laughs> let's, let's play some games with Dylan Hafer. Let's get Dylan out of here. You know that feeling when you're going on your first date with the person you've been seriously crushing on and realize you have absolutely nothing to wear? 
Maybe you find yourself wishing you had the perfect pair of jeans, the one you can fancy up, fancy down, and just look better every time you wear them. Well, that's why you need to check out Lee Denim. I love Lee Denim. I'm wearing them today in the office. I'm wearing their jeans. I love, they also have this other pair that I have at home that I'm really excited to wear. It's like a little baggier, but it's still so comfortable and yet it's still so flattering. I don't know how they do it. Every time you wash it, they also look even better. And I love that they flatter every body type. Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. A classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG, what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right, and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com. That's lee.com to shop spring looks now. We are back with Dylan Haper, who is hosting our Betches Pop Alarm podcast, which is out Monday through Friday. It's five minutes. We talked about at the beginning of this episode. It's the perfect podcast to be informed about what's going on in pop culture and also just to give your brain a little rest from all the other annoying shit that you have to do throughout the day. So welcome, Dylan. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here uh, talking about some some celeb dating scenarios. I love these. We love it. We're excited to play some red flag deal breaker um, and put it in the real world of celebrity situations. But also already a fan of the podcast. Everyone go pause right now. Subscribe immediately. Five minute. The perfect coffee podcast. I, I keep saying that. And I think that's like what a thing to kind of hold your hand through the morning. I think it's a great idea, great podcast. You're already doing an awesome job. I'm subscribed. So everyone should get subscribed. Love to be a morning hand holder. <laughs> <laughs> hold the world's hands. So <laughs> like just wash them first, please. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh let's play. You ready? Yeah. Should we read it and then have Dylan explain the who what, who is but what celebrity who is behind it? Yeah, yeah. Who yeah, inspired I mean, it? You'll probably you'll probably get them, but y- yeah, we can we can read the scenario first and then and then unpack it. If you don't know what celebrity inspired them, then you really need this podcast because <laughs> exactly. you're under a rock of pop culture. <laughs> pop alarm. That's what it's called. Okay, they admit to having a role play fetish where they act like a cannibal and you pretend to be their dinner. <laughs> Um, it's such a hard role play to do, but w- Dylan, what's the inspiration for this? Well, it's—I I mean, obviously, it's Army Hammer. You know, mm. some some questionable stories, you know, came out about him. Um, who knows what what all the truth is? But yeah, the cannibalism is a fun aspect of it. Army Hammer is also like supposedly has done all of this in the wake of his like divorce, right, or separation. Like this is with a bunch of girls that he was dating right after his. Yeah, there was like probably some cheating going on but then also he's like newly single and looking for women to suck on their ribs so right (laughs) well this also like we should say like this 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 story started fun and then got into like serious accusations and things like that 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 we're not really referencing right now but the in the beginning it was he has a cannibal fetish right right so maybe not the actual eating but the like you know like the dirty talk saying that you want to we'll say i want to eat your foot Right. See, a, could you lick someone like a popsicle? Like, could that be part of it? Like, is would, that a like cannibal I, thing? I don't know. 
I'd like I, to be licked like a popsicle. Like, what's wrong with that? It feels deal breakery to me. It just feels like slippery slope into into something that's going to make me uncomfortable. I'm all for dirty talk, but like, I don't know about the the eating. I think the whole scenario as as a whole of like just get out of a relationship, trying to like work these fetishes into into our conversations, first few encounters, um, <laughs> that would be the deal breaker. If I'm with someone twelve years and they're like, I've got this little, you know, I'd like to like bite your toe. I think I can handle it. <laughs> yes yeah I, well hold on i you you're saying you're 12 years in and they're like i've been thinking like wouldn't you wonder where that like this came from i've been thinking about eating <laughs> you for a long from time like porn or something i don't know <laughs> i do agree jordana like if this was like a dating app conversation topic that would be a deal breaker for yeah. me but like if i was in a relationship you know i trust you and i like you know you explain it as like this is like kind of your You've always been a little curious, but I'd be okay to try it. And I was like, as long as you don't physically like bite me, I think. As long as you don't put like pull a Michael Scott and put a George Foreman grill by the bed. Exactly. Try to grill my foot. I think I'd probably be okay with to an extent. There's elements of this I'd be okay with. I guess. Yeah, there's there's definitely a line with this. Like if they were like, come over and I want you to put an apple in your mouth and I want you to sit on this silver platter and i'm gonna you know i'm gonna lick you like a suckling pig and then like i i'd be like okay here hold this apple in your mouth why uh, you'll see he put yeah. the snot snout on you know i i guess that would be fun it's the it moment that aggressive they... like one day i just put the apple in my mouth and then, and then yeah. before you know it it's like six months later and i'm you know naked on the platter you're on a big like yeah. rotisserie spit yes. <laughs> yeah I, I, I yeah. <laughs> Let's do another one. A serious ex that you broke up with years ago DMs you to reconnect just a week after publicly announcing they're called off an engagement and invites you to hang out. So what is the the inspiration for this one, Dylan? Oh, Benefer 2.0. They're they're out on the town. They're in Miami. They're in Montana. Now they're in L.A. Um, it seems like things are are getting hot and heavy with them, and it's you know it's 2002 all over again. See, I'm all um, for this. I think this is great. I think there's safety in it. Ben gets outed with uh, an Instagram video. J-Lo gets kind of outed with this cheating scandal. She's in the muck with Southern Charm characters. Like she, They both needed to go back to A-list, right. and I think they leaned <laughs> on each other to get their A-list status back. Like The idea that J-Lo is in some sort of confrontation with anyone on... Even though... Craig and Austin, I actually I like those guys a lot. They're they've become friends of mine. But they um the idea that J Lo has any reference to them is crazy. So right. that they even <laughs> swap saliva with anyone that she's even touched is like it, it's it seems it's like disappointing. A, right. You know, so I needed J Lo and Ben to That's rise funny. to a list status together to get out of the muck of us. That listing. That's yeah. really funny. <laughs> I I could totally agree with that. They're like, here's a person that I know is not using me for my fame because they're just as yeah. famous as I am. Um, I think it'd be comforting. It'd be probably be yes. nice. I'm for it. I agree, and I think you know it's one of those things where if you haven't really talked to someone in a long time, the animosity probably isn't there anymore. You're in a different place in your life. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a little red flaggy if they like are freshly, freshly out of this relationship. It has a little bit of that rebound quality, but I feel like they're both in the mood for that. So yeah, they're, I both, feel like they're both rebounding. 
Totally. They both have kids, ex ex wives, ex husbands, or ex, you know what I mean. I feel like they're both in a like I'm having fun stage of my life, and it it almost seems like their their timing is good. Well, and I would say after a breakup, you're like you're used to trust. So then you're like looking for a place to like kind of like find that you know like you're now in the wilderness of you know some woman getting a DM from you on a video releasing it to everyone where you look sad like Ben. And it's like, oh, fuck this. I'm going straight to the trust, you know, fountain with J-Lo. My favorite part of this so far was when they were in Miami together and there were paparazzi pictures where it was like, J-Lo goes for a walk while Ben, like, smokes a cigarette on the balcony. And it's just (laughs) like, their vibes are so different, but clearly they work well together. Uh, You need that balance. Yeah, I agree. You need This is about needs and and feelings and necessities. Uh, Jordana, let's do one more. All right. They recently got out of a relationship where the other person was accused of defrauding clients, and it's unclear how much they knew. What is this from? Is this Jen Shaw? That's it's Erica Jane, Jen Shaw, all of them. You know. So Erica, you know her husband. Right. So it's like, how much did she know? Was she involved? Was she, you know, duped? Um, mm. They're doing an ABC News documentary about her, which I'm really oh excited God. for. I know. What's I'm very story? excited for that. So, so her, it's a real housewife of Beverly Hills. Yeah. Her husband is like famous lawyer who like gets settlements for people who have been like done wrong, like plane crash victim families. Like Aaron and, Brockovich. Yes. He's Got the it. inspiration for Aaron Brockovich. Um, <laughs> and actually, though, l- literally. Really? Yeah. Oh, that wasn't a partner. Was the guy? Okay. And so he's he's accused of basically like skimming money off the top of these victim settlements. Got it. Um, to to pay for this lavish lifestyle, and Erica is in the hot seat because of it. Would you date someone like that? Who like they're getting out of divorce, where their husband was like doing some illegal stuff. I could understand where she's like. This is the lifestyle we led. Like, like the idea that she was living a lavish lifestyle uh, uh, against what would have what would it have been? Like, it was de- like lavish and lavisher to me. Like, I they're in the land of money where it didn't go from having a you know a Chevy to having a Lamborghini. I would assume, right? Right. Like, like it's if like, he's okay, a, lo- a, he was a little lawyer. richer, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I listen, and 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 stealing is a crime of passion. So I, I can understand. <laughs> Where I, I don't I don't know how <laughs> much she it. would I'm into it. Like, I, that's I listen. hot. Yeah, that's hot. I'm I'm white into, color crime, super yeah. hot. Awesome. <laughs> and and I'm assuming she's gonna come out with some dough on her end and then I you know, I won't have to really, you know, uh be a breadwinner in that situation. Well, it's interesting. I feel like no one who has that much money gets it like totally clean. If you mm. think about like the richest people in the world, like even like Jeff Bezos or something like that, like those people are like, you don't get to be that rich by just like playing by all the rules of like complete. Sure. So I think if you're dating a super rich person, you almost have to expect a certain level of that. But if they really had nothing to do with it, I think I'd be fine. Or even if they like, it would depend on how they described it. If they were like, I feel really bad about this whole thing. If they were like honest and vulnerable about it, I think I could make it work. But if they were like denying it or said it was no big deal, I think that would be a different story. Well, like if you dated Jeff Bezos' ex-wife and she wasn't like, 
Yeah, we kind of, you know, we pay minimum wage. We have horrible hours and we should be giving our employees more. Like you just want, I agree. Like you need that level of admittance that like you don't pay people enough. Like, right. you know, like, like they are stealing in a different way. Exactly. I think the biggest problem area for me is not like the, you know, is she a bad person? Cause maybe I'm a bad person, but like, I don't want the feds watching everything I'm doing if I'm, Fair. you know, spending time with that person. So like, I might just be like a little skeeved out by the whole legal situation, even if I don't really give a shit who did what. Yeah, I, I I'm with you on that. That's not that's something you don't think about until you're in it, and then all of a sudden someone's right. knocking at your door and being like, "So did you? That Uber was work related?" And you're like, <laughs> right. "Um, yeah." Then you're like fraud adjacent. It just pulls yeah, you, you into the whole ring. Right. Like I don't want my shit coming up on the radar. I mean, not that I'm not like defrauding. <laughs> Clients, but sure. I just I don't want to be involved. Also, you would have to assume that she doesn't become less real housewife after this. She becomes more real housewife. Like she's got to make a living now. She's got to like really dig into this show. She's now you're doing, more like, on the show. The Instagram sweepstakes. She's at that level of poverty. Oh, you're yeah. holding up, you know, <laughs> you know, you're holding up birch boxes. You know, when she's doing an <laughs> unboxing. Yeah, that's horrible. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I'm not touching that one. It's a deal breaker for me. That's great. All right. These were so fun. Listen, this was fantastic. So much fun. Yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. Everyone go subscribe to Pop, Pop Alarm. Alarm Popcast. It's every day. Five minutes with your coffee. Dylan Hafer's great. You're going to love the show. Get involved and, uh, you know, make sure you subscribe to it. So it's always there waiting for you when you need it. You might not eat it every day, but you'll want it a couple days a week, right? At least. Yeah. You don't, but then you're. If you don't know it, then you're living. Then you wind up becoming Jared, and you don't even know what Erica Jane <laughs> and Tom Girardi are uh, fighting over. I'm so embarrassed, uh, Jordana. <laughs> we we saved dating again. We did it. We solved it. We did it, and we will be back on Sunday with Dan Savage, which is also going to be a great episode. So stay tuned for that. You Up is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Maddie Paul. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at You Up Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And send us your emails to youup at betches.com. Thank you to our sponsor, Netflix. Bridgerton is back, bringing us another scandalous and sexy season. And dearest gentle readers, you will not want to miss this chapter. In season three, longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Will these friends defy odds and expectations to find true love? And will Penelope's secret identity as famed gossip writer Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? You shall have to watch and see. Watch part one of Bridgerton now, only on Netflix. Betches.